Go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, I just, uh, yeah, as, as we get along, and, I, and definitely in this episode, I, you know, I want to talk about it because uh, as we're building the website for 2400, um, the movement here, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, we had a very interesting Sunday about two weeks ago. We were posed with the, you know, task of finally putting together the hour story, right? Like every website has it. Um, when you're talking about, you know, your, your business selling something, and especially if you're a mission driven business, you have to have a, a, a hour story, right? And we were in a situation where we were having this conversation of like, well, how do we bring home the authentic authenticity of our story, you know, as a, as a group of three. So now there's three, three prongs to this story where, yeah, it might all end up at the same place, but it all kind of derived from different, you know, areas, right? Um, how do you put that in words without having it be a book and also having emotion in words and you can you can write color in a story to add some emotion but in but in all honesty there are just people period because of the way this you know the way things are consumed now through video through social media and all of that that it's hard to you know receive emotion through words you, you know what i mean like you might but there's a large portion of people that like words are just kind of like, you know, they're, they're just not interested. They need to see like, you know, somebody uh, uh, on a TikTok or a quick little, you know, story of on Instagram or something visual like it's so necessary today. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know, so so it's just something that we, we were having, a, you know, having a good debate and uh, we kind of ended up doing video instead of writing an hour story just because we felt like you know for what we have to say it was just too difficult to try to have the emotion come out in the words and uh we ended up creating something that really caught, captured our emotion um all three of us to the point where i think there was even a, a moment of like you know some some red some some bright red eyes because it, right. it, it became therapy and it really, you know, I hope that it comes through once we put the videos and stuff like that out. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to, with the text, you know, even with our website, you know, like, like it's tough because I don't know, man, people kind of take reading as a chore, a large portion of people, you know, look at it as, as like a chore, as like homework. So I, I think that the really important thing that, that we should take away from that conversation right is that um there are going to be different subsets of people that visit your website for 2400 or visit our website for the process of black and white and so over the over the last week i you know i'm, I'm starting to kind of i'm going to make each page for each episode and then i'm going to i added a uh a play now so you can just play the episode on the website right like just kind of like little things like that that make the website more accessible right because there are people who are going to want to read about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there are people who are just going to be like just just play the show let me let me hear what what you guys are about right those are mm -hmm. those are different subsets of people and it's important that you're accessible to both groups right so mm -hmm. um the the i guess the the takeaway from that is 
you guys should absolutely like especially if it's who you are you should absolutely have that video content on your you know my story page but you know on the other side of that what about the person who you know they they're they're in between some some glasses they can't see great they're not going to really enjoy your video content or somebody who might be blind wouldn't be able to enjoy your content at all uh, but a screen reader will be able to communicate that same value to them right so because it'll read it'll literally read the text on the screen so walking through those two differences and sort of understanding hey there's different kinds of people that are going to be visiting my site and I want my my content to be accessible to everyone that's going to be a key sort of development so now that you've done the, the video you can essentially type that same content and put it onto the page as written text right um and you're going to have to kind of figure out you know hey probably the text should be slightly different because the the people who are going to read it are going to be looking for different stuff than the people who are going to watch the video right so maybe you're going to be uh more brief in the text because people don't want to read a giant wall of text to your point yeah. right so, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's kind of understanding and doing those balance to those two right um so it's important that you put the text on there because computers read text and and you know, you need that text for SEO. Yeah, like there's no question about it. But you also need it for, you know, the more important people that are visiting your site, the, the person who's checking out your, you know, your, your website on their phone and they don't have headphones and they're on the subway, they want something to read in that situation. They don't want something to watch because they can't just play it because they don't have their headphones that day, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's true. And I think it, it kind of goes to a lot of what this show will be about today is like, the importance of, you know, understanding that your, your audience receives messages in multiple different ways, right? Like, like in several, you know, every way out there that you can deliver a message, um, it's not a bad idea to make the attempt to to send a message through every different channel that's available. You know what I mean? Like, as we get into the episode today, you know, getting into all the different platforms and how important it is as someone starting out to embrace all those platforms that people go to get information, um, to connect with other people, uh, just being open to having, you know, being visible on every platform that it, that exists. So, you know, writing is a platform um, and it's important to make sure that you also have some text uh, as well. So, so we did end up writing one, you know, cause we already had it written and we were like, all right, this is good but we made the video kind of like, we need something that really captures the emotion of what we're trying to say and do here. So like you did, we did both, you know, yep. and now we actually have the written one. So when we do sell a spice or any other merchandise, we have a card, a card that'll go into whatever we sell that's gonna have our story on the card with like, you know, just kind of like a thank you and, you know, also a breakdown of the story. It also can be like the kickoff to a newsletter. You know what I mean? So we, we've, we decided to do both and we're able to now dabble in both fields and try to cover as much ground as we can. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's awesome. I mean, I, this, this week we're, we're trying to talk about YouTube, which is a platform that, you know, neither one of us is an expert in, right. But we're both sort of doing some work for either the podcast or in your case 2400 
right, where we're we're both doing work on this platform, but it's neither one of us necessarily fully understand it. And it's that same exact discussion, really. It's like, well, okay, you know, we know how to do this. We know how to do that. How, what path, how do we navigate this new, you know, not new, YouTube's been around for a while, but new to us platform and, you know, get the right content in the right places for the right people, right? Uh, that's a weird, that's a weird balance. <laughs> so... Uh, do you, do you have anything that you want to point out about YouTube that you've learned so far? Yeah, man. It's, you know, so obviously, you know, YouTube is something that I, I enjoy kind of dabbling through. Like I watch my, my, uh, Shay Sharp, uh, you know, all the Shannon Sharp content and, and just, you know, like for most of my time on YouTube is spent like watching either something that's really funny. There's a group, there's a group of guys in, in Los Angeles that make the skit videos. So, you know, you know, I watch a, a good bit of them, the big jobs, the country wanes and uh, funerios, like all, all of those guys that are out there. And I'll just, you know, they're like three minute videos and it's fun to watch and send around to friends and, you know, laugh on. And then there's some of the other videos that I watch that are like, you know, the how we first met and the family videos. And my kids got me on uh Super Saiya, whatever my son constantly wants to watch. So there's there's all this content out there. And, um, you know, what I've learned for myself is that I like watching YouTube um, and videos on YouTube for almost the same way that I watch television. And it's really become like it's really become like that that sub that subs in uh, when during the daytime because I'm a sitcom fan. So most of my stuff plays at night. But during the daytime, I kind of, you know, sublet my entertainment for YouTube in terms of like all those little family shows and the comed the comedy shows and stuff like that. And Skip and Shannon are pretty much comedy as well. So um, that's how I use YouTube. Um, so it's very much like entertainment um, is how I view YouTube. Uh, and then also for educational purpose a little bit as well. So it's, it's interesting from a standpoint of us in 2400, you know, the process is black and white in 2400, you know, how do we create our content? And, you know, for me, I just think about the way that I, you know, receive the content when it comes from YouTube, how it plays in my life as a consumer. How about yourself? Yeah, it's funny. Like, it's really interesting because I don't interact with YouTube in the same way you interact with YouTube at all, right? Well, yeah. so first of all, I don't, first of all, I don't have kids, which makes the relationship between YouTube very different because I understand that kids just are all over YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like, a, there's basically a whole separate YouTube. It's yeah, like just yeah. family and kid content. Oh, yeah. I don't know Ryan, about. Oh, my son is like, every time we go to Five Below, he's got to get a Ryan egg toy or something. This kid is just rolling and I have, it, man. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but um but for for me like the only stuff that i watch on youtube is like professional how do i do this task how do i get better mm. at doing this task like everything that i do there's a like that's what i watch youtube for so it's like oh you know i i did this thing how do i do this other thing you know like how do i how do i uh update the text for this in an email, like I watch a little, so all the content that I watch is between like five minutes and 14 minutes long. That's like that. Or mm -hmm. it's 
somebody that's doing a podcast that has uh, some kind of like guest on that's like a live show kind of thing. Um, I watch like there will be uh, the the guy. Remember the, the stair step approach guy? He does mm-hmm. like every. I think it's every Wednesday. He does like a live stream where he like interviews somebody from from the community and kind of talks to them. And so I watch that like maybe once a week or once every other week or so. So like it's pretty much exclusively educational, like either me improving a skill that I use for work or watching like people talk about business or thoughts and that kind of stuff. And that's it. I didn't even know that there's really comedy on YouTube. Like I'm aware of it. I I guess it's a thing, but it it didn't, I didn't even really know it was there to be quite honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's so funny. Like, so when we, when, when, as far as 2400, the movement, when I came up, you know, not I, but when we came up with the idea, like, yo, we need to do something for YouTube. And it's funny that, you, what you described is exactly what I hon- what we honed in on when we started to discuss how do we um, how do we participate in the YouTube platform, and we had the conversation of well we can't like we're not going to make a documentary show about us like you know we, we no one wants to uh, you know see kind of not not no one but like what we do is like we're we're pretty much all at work like 90% of the time, like that's not going to be the, the greatest content, right? Um, but what we have is this this spice that we're selling. And what is entertaining to people such as yourself is people like going to YouTube to figure out how to do things. So we actually put together content that's like we blended, you know, your world and my world as far as YouTube goes and how we use it, where we made a tutorial video that shows people how to use the rub on different various different meats and other things as well right like we threw some creative stuff in there and then while we're doing that we set up set it up as almost like a interview kind of process where we get to talk about questions in terms of like you know what 2400 the movement is about um what are we about you know, so it becomes like this blend of a podcast meets a cooking show and you get like best of both worlds. Like you're getting to know people, but you're also if you just want to come and learn how to make a, you know, French rack of lamb and use the 2400 seasoning um, rub, you're you're going to enjoy the show. You know what I mean? So that that's what we that's what we were able to create content-wise for YouTube for 2400 The Movement. Um, and that'll be a way that we build things through. Yeah, I think, and for the show, right, like, so I guess, I think it was this week, um, I added, started adding episodes of the podcast to YouTube because you've asked a couple of people, like, hey, have you ch- do you want to check out the show? And they've said, yeah, where can I find it on YouTube? <laughs> Which which I think surprised both you and I that people were asking that question. But mm-hmm. so I'm starting to go through that that process of uploading all the back episodes of the show to YouTube so that if somebody wants to watch one, they can. Uh, now, of course, there's no video content, so it's just basically our logo. But, hey, you know, whatever, meet, meet the people where they are. But the mm-hmm. strategy for that, 
for kind of where I'm at right now is just like, you know what, I'm just going to put these on there. And then maybe in the future, the process is black and white might have a live show someday where, you know, we're actually using YouTube live, or perhaps we might have like recorded shows where, you know, it's you and I, and you can actually see us. But for now, I'm just basically posting, you know, the plain process is black and white logo with the audio so that people could theoretically watch it, listen to it and enjoy. So we're basically meeting our consumers where they're at. Um, so that's the entire strategy. It seems like for 2400, you guys have a like kind of a similar strategy, not do a lot of YouTube, but but make sure that you have your content there. Is that correct? That is correct. And I, and I think like, you know, for us in the show, like, the one thing that YouTube is great for, right? Like, and, and some of the things that I like to do with like the comedy people, YouTube sets an archive. And I think we talked that we talked about this off air on the, you know, the beauty of watching someone from the beginning to where they are now and how much you can appreciate the growth that someone has over that time, right? Like, so for 2400 The Movement and for The Process is Black and White, YouTube will become a very nice way to create an archive to see us like, oh man, in the beginning, their first couple of episodes were just audio. And I don't know, five years from now, and it's like, who knows what we are and, and how much, you know, how much we've grown, but it's gonna be fun for someone that's coming along to be able to like we will get a little bit of uh i guess clout you can call it because they'll see the work that has been put in so there's like a level of respect that comes in like oh man these guys have really been doing it you know like i remember last week when you we looked at some of the instagram pages um and i think it was what bd the chef one of the guys that we shouted out last week and how you made the point where it was like man this dude like yeah he's he's really grown like just through looking at his page, like the growth that he had. And I think that's another thing for us with like YouTube is just, we're not putting out a lot, but we want to be able to build this channel that in, in due time, or even every episode, you get an opportunity to grow with us and see the growth that we have when it comes to making these videos, doing the podcast, adding layers to the podcast. So that's, that's really what YouTube looks like in my opinion for both things um, yeah i mean yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a branding thing right like mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. for the brand for the process is black and white hey man it's about you know just having the content out there and maybe a little description and that's where we're at for the brand for the process of black and white right now it sounds like for 2400 the plan the brand what you're putting out there is you know basically like hey here's some information about us you you're trying to let people come to you and get some mm -hmm. more information should they want to, you know? Um, exactly. But we're, neither one of us is focused on like, because when you upload a video, you have the option like to add a subscribe button or preview mm -hmm. cards and like, you know, like the, the, the like, hey, watch this video next image and, and all that stuff. Like you can add all that. It's really straightforward to do. But I don't really think either one of us are necessarily there just yet with our YouTube strategy for either one of these projects. Is that right? That is right. That is right. I think, you know, and we should probably talk about it, but like for YouTube, there is a, you know, a, a world there in YouTube where it's similar to the world of Hollywood, right? Where 
you could essentially become a celebrity and you could, you know, potentially, you know, it's possible that you could become a, you know, a, a public figure based off of YouTube, right? Like there's a lot of people who've done it, but I think for me, like it, it's no different than, you know, becoming a basketball player in the NBA or NFL player, or, you know, becoming, you know, the next, I don't know, Denzel Washington, right? Like there's there's a similar level of difficulty there that it is with those other celebrities that already exist. But that's not to deter anyone. It's just that, you know, becoming a celebrity is it, it's difficult. I don't, I don't know if there's even a map for it. But the cool thing about YouTube is similar to when we talk about the small business stuff is that you can become a partner of YouTube where you don't have to necessarily become, you know, the most popular person on YouTube to begin to make it somewhat of a career. There's there's a ton of people out there who are, I'm sure, making significant money or decent money being a YouTube partner, which, you know, when I did my research yesterday, you know, it takes a thousand subscribers and then 4,000 hours of watch content um, over the span of a 12 month, 12 months once you sign up and request to be a, a, a partner. And I don't know what it pays, but it seems like there is a lane where people are making a decent living with only having 3,000 uh, subscribers. And, but those 3,000 subscribers are committed to them and they watch every video and you know what I mean? And it's kind of like similar to there's Jeremy Grant's of the world in the YouTube realm, you know, yeah. like similar to that. There, there are the Jeremy Grant's of the world in the YouTube realm. There are the people that are small business YouTubers that are just making enough. Uh, what's your buddy, Seth? Uh, yeah, Seth you, Godin, you should, he Seth didn't Godin. actually say it, but the, you're, you're talking about the 1000 true fans thing, right? Exactly. Yep. The yep. 1000 true fans. It, there's a world it. like that in YouTube. And that's what we're looking to do with the show, right? Absolutely. Like if we, yep. if we yep. had a thousand true fans and the process is black and white, you know, we'd feel like that would make a great community of people who are trying to learn together and, mm -hmm. and support each other and, and uh, get smarter together. And then also, you know, build sustainable businesses together. Um, but, you know, it, not only that, but then, you know, we could, we could turn it into something, right? Like you can grow a thousand true fans, but if you guys had a thousand true fans in 2400, the movement, you know, oh. You, you guys can do way. any number of different things, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. That's pretty, it's a pretty exciting space to be in, in when you have that kind of thing. And so while with YouTube or, or really anything, right, there are a couple of risks that we should make sure we call out, right? So mm -hmm. if let's say you're making videos about, you know, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll do mowing lawns because that's what we Yeah, that's do. our thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you do that, you know, and then one day for some reason, YouTube could decide like, oh, we don't want to do any lawn care videos anymore because it has fertilizers in it and that could be bad, right? And and then boom, all of a sudden, this money that you've been making is gone. Um, so I think it's important when you're doing something like a YouTube or Instagram or wherever you build a following, you want to funnel that group of people um, to an email to other groups. So that you kind of have a little bit of diversified risk there um, so that if youtube shuts off you can kind of lean into instagram or if instagram mm -hmm. shuts off you can lean into your newsletter or if your mm -hmm. newsletter 
well, your newsletter won't ever shut off because you own it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. But that that's the sort of thing that like really is I, from everything. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a risk for either of our businesses, but, um, you know, it's really a thing that everybody should be focused on is making sure that you don't have too much platform risk. Yeah. And, and I think just to add in there, too, it's like one of the things that a lot of these people who are, you know, successful based off of using a particular platform right like they do they diversify right like so like you said they they also go and do their stuff on instagram they go and do their stuff here there right they put themselves out there all over social media and then they start to add in merchandise and products the but they start to brand themselves and they understand that the business isn't necessarily you know the videos and and all of that right like the goal is to make the business the brand and the brand be me the brand be myself you know what i mean and and what what i'm doing so uh that's an important um element as well yeah i mean like if i think about it it goes back to it goes really back to to td jakes and sore right and with, with his his story in, in the very first book that we read for the for the book club portion of the show which was like hey you know we I had this thing going. I had like these three sort of business tracks going and we tried to have a, a live show similar to the Oprah show to see how that would go. And it didn't go well. It wasn't the right platform for us. So we, we left it, which makes sense in the case of a TV show. But I'm sure that if you look up mm -hmm. Jake's on YouTube, you'll get some stuff and he's doing some things in that space or in all the different spaces, you know, because you have to find a, you have to be where your audience is on the one hand, and then B, you have to kind of like, in order to grow, it's kind of funny because we were reading, uh, yes, I guess what is chapter like four five and six this week. And you kind of hear all these stories about these guys that started their business as, mm -hmm. you know, the one guy was a, uh, was running a funeral home. <laughs> yeah. And then he started a bank like 10 years later, right? Because you kind of hear the the evolution of these people that, you know, as they're growing their business and they're growing their brand and they're growing their success and they're, you know, building their community around them, they can pivot into banking or this or that and all these different ventures. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, this week. let's transition, right? Like the book. Um, so we read up to chapter six, right? We did a four, five and six. So up to seven. Um, and uh I mean, it's just for me, right? Like listening to the book for me, it's just like, man, like I didn't even know was this amount of these amount of stories. Um, it's like nonstop. It's like when you get to the next chapter, I'm thinking like all of the trickery and, you know, wrongdoing is going to stop. And now we're going to start talking about, you know, like. Fast forward now, what can we do? How can it work? Uh, and like now we're going to start coming to the table with the book as far as like solutions and different things. But no, nah, man, it's just so much over the years where like we were able to get, uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be seven chapters of this book, at least, that is just Exactly. Well, I mean, we we just it's, got it's to like crazy. Harlem in the forties, so like <laughs> that's a good point. We just got to Harlem in the forties, and it's just like at some point, I'm hoping that it like maybe not stops, but like 
and or stops. Maybe it stops and there's a pause and now there's like some solution stuff, but there's just so much that has been over the years, so many different people that have been tricked and you put your money here. And even how they talk about when Jackie Robinson started his bank, which I didn't never know, but Jackie Robinson, you know, tried his to start his black bank and everything. And how by that point in the forties in New York city, uh, the people were so frustrated after going through what they went through with Rockefeller that they basically, you know, was like, ah, I don't want to do Jackie Robinson's bank because we believe he, you know, their his bank is just a white bank that is front, you know, he's just fronting it and it's really not his bank and he's going to take all of our money. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I take away from that too is, and I heard this just a couple of times in these, I mean, this is essentially like a, a history of, you know, black banking and like the story around black banking. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be much more like yeah, the exactly. economics of it, but it's much more a history thus far, right? And like one of the things that keeps coming up is like they they created what it amounted to fake news, right? Which we always hear about right now of, you know, oh, well, it's, it's actually not Jackie Robinson. It's a front or it's not this person. It's this. And like, oh, mm -hmm. this person's actually... And I was like, that, that kept coming up. And I was like, really? We had, we had propaganda going around yeah. <laughs> big time in, in before Twitter and before Facebook, when people were sharing yeah. fake news, we had other kinds of fake Absolutely. news, you know? It, 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 Go figure that that like, was the case, right? I don't know. It just continues to help me realize, like, I'll give you a story. I, I, you know, years ago, uh, I ended up trying out a multi not multimedia marketing not multimedia marketing multi-level marketing yes there it is. i ended up just giving it. like one of those guys a little go right and uh i thought it was i thought it was kind of okay like i thought all right okay this one i i could kind of see so i gave it like just a play maybe it was probably like a two-month span right and i remember bringing this gentleman to a family function because the way that it all works is you know, like he pretty much just uh, poaches your your warm circle and gets as many people from your warm circle to join up through him. And then the idea is that you go off and do the same thing to somebody else's warm warm circle, right? Warm market, warm circle. Um, and when I brought him in front of my family, I remember like my family, like yeah. he he had started talking investing. And I remember like the the elder people and adults in my family were kind of like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't give my money to nobody, this, that. And like, I remember at the time, again, just being young and being like, man, like, why such skepticism? Like, there's so many people that are just doing so well investing. Like, why don't we ever invest? And uh, as I read the book, man, it just really opens up my eyes on the history and why there is this fear of investing and how it's also played a part in, you know, why in the communities that I've come from growing up, there hasn't been a lot of people, you know, you need, you almost need, like, you kind of need money, right? Like, that's part of the, the the book and the theory of the book is that the only way to build your community up is you, you kind of need 
banking for those communities so that loans can be given out for people to open up businesses and start to get the whole community and, and everything thriving economically in a community. It all starts with banks. So now it kind of makes sense why in a lot of black communities, the, the business and economic side of things isn't thriving because there is this fear of banking. It's kind of like, you know, what came first, chicken or the egg? Is it the fact that you know, people are afraid of banks, why they're not, brought, why they're not able to uh, turn around communities uh, as blacks in certain communities, or is it that, you know, the banks and stuff like that of the past has been so rough on the black community that it's continuing just to hold it down. You know, and I think reading this book, it's like more the latter, you know, like why would I want to invest in a black bank after I hear the history of what it's done to black people over this and you know the entire existence of this country similar to like the whole vaccine thing right like everybody points back to you know uh back with the tuskegee airmen with within a lot of vaccines back in the day where they would test them on black people and it would end up being hard you know horrible things would come out of it and so so many black people today are still you know skeptical and worrisome of vaccines because of the history of it so it's just Long story short, there's a lot of history with this country that it's just like, I don't know when we'll be able to get over it, um, but I just I just hope for my children and my legacy that at some point, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, at some point we're able to kind of get over some of the history of this country and start, you know, making things right. And uh, believe it or not, it starts with us and this podcast. And, and for anyone, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's a whole. That's like a, one of the major points of the, the podcast, right? I mean, it's like how many times have we heard the story, like, oh, you know, uh, people pick themselves up by the boot by their own bootstraps, which is something that I firmly believe in, right? Like, I genuinely believe that going out and doing the work is going to get you there, but. You know, we also have to acknowledge we also have a long history of saying that to people and then coming mm -hmm. up short from the government's perspective, right? Where all of a sudden they're like, yeah, no, you pick yourself up by the bootstraps. And then, you know, entire communities create a black bank. And then the government says, oh, yeah, but we're not going to bail you out. We'll only bail out the white bank. Like, <laughs> really? Really? Is that is that bootstraps for all those white banks? Is it, <laughs> you know? It's a man. It's a sad story, but it does it. It keeps, you know, it drives home that message that like, a wealth is hard to create, and b, you know, having that ability to kind of, to to get help from the government, you know, that that's a two two yeah. two sided sword, right? Like yeah, yeah, wow, things. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, been, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, it uh, gets real. So. We're getting deep here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, next week we got a chapters what, wow. seven, uh, eight, and nine. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and with that, put us almost halfway through the book, or, seven, eight, or nine. a little less, a little more of a third of the way through, I guess. Um, yeah, about a third of the way through. So we'll see. It'll get yeah, about even that. more interesting, I imagine, man. We're we're headed into, you know, the it sounds like we'll be into the sixties uh, by the end of this these next three chapters. Um, so what's your week look like, man? Uh, you know, uh, it's, I'm going to keep, keep going with the, with the process, black and white stuff. I got a, I got a little project that I'm working on, so I'm going to keep, 
dialing in the website, that's the big goal. Get a few more of those videos uploaded to YouTube. That's the other goal. And then uh, I got a project yes. that uh, yep. we, we should be talking about next week, I think. Oh, that's a big together. week for me, man. This is uh, so How about you? Today, uh, I'm be, I went down uh, Sunday um, to have our meeting. We, we shot a video. We, we got some other stuff organized. Um, so we're, remember, that this is literally the last week before the website um, is available and we publish it. Um, and everything on Shopify will be you'll be able to purchase and we'll be open for business come the 24th. Um, so this Sunday. So for us, for me, to starts today. Today I'm going down. We're finishing off the last little bits and pieces of the website because we don't want to be scrambling and trying to still add stuff or fix stuff necessarily um, on Sunday because we're hoping to do a little small presentation um, for just our, you know, our families, just, you know, my, my wife and kids and their wife and kids, and, uh, just kind of do a little bit of a presentation and allow our significant others to see exactly what it is that we were doing. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of work, little details left to do that we're, we're going to finish today. Um, and you know, shoot, I'll be working on it all week. That's great, man. That's great. It's, I'm I'm excited to get to see the see the final product. That uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it's a product that you're going to keep working on, but exactly. I'm excited to see it see it exactly. live and out so, there in the world. Yeah. All right, man. That's another good episode. Jeremy Grant's killing it again. By the way, another great game last night. Um, yeah. Just in case anybody out there is is, is keeping up, man, he, he's balling. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, let's go with uh guys. Just uh, if you want to check us out, check us out on Twitter. Uh, at the process underscore is Instagram, uh, the process underscore is our website. The process is black and white dot com. And Devin, give the people our YouTube information. Where can they find us? Oh, our, yeah. our YouTube is also the uh, the process is black All right. and white. All right, so, you know, come come check us out. 